Hey everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled, I am Peter, that is Connor and we are going to talk about A Handmaid's Tale, Season 1, Episode 6, it's called A Woman's Place, full spoilers for the episode as always. <laughs> I'll tell you what, see when we get to the end of the year and we're doing our, our 10 best new shows video. It's going to be pretty tough, isn't it? It's, I'll say it right now, right now I think this is winning. But, I, I, I mean, something else could... Obviously, we've got half the year left. Lots of things could pop up. Yeah, I'm not even sure I'd commit to this already yet. But this was a phenomenal episode. Yeah, it's pretty good. I, uh, the, the, the final ten minutes were, were just this release of everything. It's, it's one of these things where, you obviously, you, you show you don't tell. and But this, this show has been so strict about they can't talk about it everything's yeah. like you can't talk so the act of being able to finally just say something is such a big deal and mm. watching june as i'm going to call her uh unleash with the truth to this this mexican ambassador this this female politician who's here uh and right right it's like obviously everything's played wonderfully early on in the episode as well when she meets her and she's asking all these questions oh did you choose to do this but she's in a room full of the commanders and joy's standing over there and Everything about it is like, oh my god, she has to lie. She can't say anything. Yeah. Ah, oh, man. And so her finally just letting loose at the end of the episode. Obviously, a big part of this is uh, she feels guilty that she didn't say anything. And I think the, the moment that that turns, the turning point there is they, they have this big banquet. This, uh, the, the ambassadors are there and they have uh, all, the, all the local commanders and wives and stuff but they also have the handmaids the handmaids are giving tables here almost like they're at the children's table as it were pretty uh, much really they have the separate tables and joy stands up and says oh but we're here to celebrate the one thing that we've achieved that's the most important and it's the children we've been able to produce and they, they have all these kids come out and it's this beautifully emotional moment where all of the handmaids are clearly looking to see if they can recognize their kid yeah uh it's really harrowing, and obviously, you know, we see commanders up there. He's playing with one of the little girls, and it's like for them, this is all laughs and games. This is look at the mm. the fruit that we have bear. I think it's funny actually. They often talk about bearing fruit, but a lot of this episode was they were literally talking about trading oranges. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, but of, of course, it turns out what they're actually thinking about trading is them, the handmaids themselves. Yeah. So the orange trees, so to speak. Aye, if we're going to keep this metaphor going, <laughs> uh, sure. Um, uh, and that's and so so much of it is obviously disturbing. So much of it is haunting the, the way it's portrayed, and uh, certainly that final scene where the ambassador says, "I can't help you. My my country's dying," and then obviously Alfred has the line, "My country's already dead." Yeah. Uh, and it's beautiful, and it, it mirrors nice because obviously what we've not mentioned yet is the flashbacks in this episode aren't of Offred, they're of June, they're of uh, Serena Joy, uh, which I was expecting at some point, and I, I thought I thought it was a really good device, really good sense of how this all went down, and obviously we've talked a lot about her perspective and how she even maybe not as maybe not as obviously as Offred and the other handmaids, but how even the wives are in this new society that their power's been taken from them and so on. And yeah, and we get some of that in the the present day still, you know, with the the governor talking to her like about her writing a book and how she can't do that anymore. Yeah, well, we we didn't even know she she wrote books before that. This was a big thing because she says, "Oh, yeah. I read this book," and they all go quiet, and she's like, "Your book," and they're like, mm. "Oh shit!" And she even outright says, "Like, how do you feel that 
no one here can read your book anymore, or no woman can read your book. Yeah. Uh, and she, you know, she 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 spins it. She she sucks it up and she gives a uh, how how a should diplomatic I say? answer. Diplomatic. I was going to say politically approved, but yes, well, yeah, diplomatics that uh, works too. Uh, but that what what I thought was a really interesting little technique that I thought was really nice is a. Uh, Early on, when she has uh, she has offered come into her room to inspect her to make sure she's presentable for the guests. Mm. Uh, there's a moment where she tells her to leave, and she's she goes over and shuts her, her wardrobe door and there's a mirror on it, and she sees Offred's reflection in the mirror, and she's not quite left yet. And then Offred leaves. There was a really it felt like a transitional sort of almost metaphorical baton was being passed. Like you are the focus more so of this episode. Yeah, uh, because you know mirrors reflect a flashback. All that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it all links through, doesn't it? Yeah, and she she leaves the the mirror, but her reflection's still on it. So it was very nicely. This was before we even got the first one. So this was very nicely just a little symbolic. This episode we're going to have Serena Joy flashbacks, mm. and those were interesting. We learned a lot about her. Uh, yeah, we did. Uh, really, a lot more than I expected to learn in in one episode. Yeah, it was like three or four scenes we got of her. Uh, we, we we get a scene of her with the commander, and they're passionate. Yep, they're passionate. There's sex. It looks like sex, uh, where they really seem to care about each other. They they, they still see a little prayer because they're trying to get pregnant, and clearly things like that are already starting to. Cause it, yeah, it's, even it's, implied it's almost that, like a just superstition at this point. Yeah, and it's even implied that our books are also about these issues. Like she's talking about because uh, the yeah. book's called A Woman's Place, the one she she wrote. Uh, and I, and which interestingly, her name on the book was Serena Joy. So I'm wondering because we speculated that was a name that was given to her, kind of like the 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 handmaids got. Seems but, to be they get to keep theirs. Either that or the win. Or, or win. it was a pen name in the first place. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking the husband got to pick it, but he picked that because that was her, her name that she used for her books. Yeah, yeah, it could be. I was thinking maybe that. Uh, but she, So they're passionate, and then do we get a sense to all these scenes that she... Because we, we sort of see in, in the present day stuff, and we've seen this throughout the show, where she's kind of... Like giving opinions to him, giving opinions to the commander, and interjecting, and he kind of just almost politely ignores it for the most part. Occasionally, yeah. maybe shoots her down outright, but certainly just kind of entertains listening to her, but doesn't take her seriously. But you see that there was a time when she actually was like a big deal in terms of all these discussions. It seems mm. like she was going to write a book about controlling the sort of the reproductive population of the country, and maybe this is not the exact situation she thought of. Like maybe she, you know. Perhaps she was going to be more humane in the way she was going to... <laughs> That's the thing. I like to think it. this was pretty much her plan, but she just didn't... Ex- she wasn't ready for the reality of it. Yeah, yeah. Because obviously, I think one of her commenters mentioned uh, that she was somewhat responsible for, for this new system. Uh, and it seems to be the case. But obviously, uh, going back to the, the, the My Country's Already Deadline, does that seem where she goes to speak... Uh, at a, a hearing or whatever and we also hear that uh, the commander and whoever he works with are planning attacks in the White House and stuff like that this was like an uprising from within uh, yeah. taking control back of the, the country um, but she goes to speak and he comes out and says no nah, I'm not going to let you speak uh, mm. and he's like no you, you should be able to but and it, it, you almost feel like it's genuine but then the other guy comes out and talks to him you know like, was that genuine was he just putting on the, the little show to make yeah, her feel you, you just don't know at this point do you yeah but what one of the lines that you know the the, the, other, the other guy, the other commander who we see in present day as well, he's sort of around. He's one of the main commanders who's around mm. uh, in present day. But he says, "Oh, that this was our fault for letting them pursue like academic, you know, goals and all these other things when 
they've, they'd forgotten what their real purpose was. And it's obviously an extremely sexist conversation, but what I love about it, going back to that Our Country's Already Deadline, is that there's an American flag just off to the side the entire time he's still talking. Yeah. It's this just kind of... Yeah. yeah, that's it. It's like these people, in their mind, it's, you know, since the woman got the vote, more or less, like this, that mm. was that was wrong in the first place. It's not that, oh, we need to change things because of, you know, the situation to this person at the very least. It's like, that should just never have happened. Yeah, well, even when they talk about it, the, uh, the commander mentions to the, the, the ambassador, uh, everything's about good old-fashioned values. That's what they keep saying when, they, when they're talking yeah. about it in polite ways. And obviously you get the sense that obviously the ambassador doesn't know, that because there's, there's, she even says there's rumours about what's going on in this country, but we're not quite, uh, you know. It's a very restricted uh, news flow, clearly. Yeah, and she asks all these, that's why she asks all the questions, and she's like sort of horrified to hear all this at the end, but she can't do anything about it. And I just want to go back to just how simple that ending is of her just letting all this and just mm. just coming out with it, just blatantly saying, they raped me, they beat me, they captured me when I was trying to get away with my daughter. Like, all of it. All, yeah. all of it, the entire scene. I was just sort of like in pause, the entire scene, taking everything she was saying in. It was kind of perfect. Obviously, we had the scene before with Nick where she's feeling guilty. They, they have a couple of moments where they kind of lose control. They're, they're touching hands, they're flat out making out at one point actually it's like, yeah just in the hallway yeah be, be careful guys uh, don't, don't want you to get caught yeah uh, but even he has that that call back to episode one where he says oh it's nice to finally meet you Jin." it was almost mm. the exact same line which was a really yeah, really was, nice yeah. touch yeah uh so no it, like all this there was also lots of little, little things that were great like uh not letting the ambassador see the damaged damaged handmaids Mm. Uh, poor Janine was looking forward to her which I thought was an interesting scene from the perspective of the aunt you know Aunt Lydia yeah because she was just like I, you, I think it was just more the idea that it was easier to give them go we'll, we'll, we'll give you dessert it's just easier to keep them quiet there's no need to whip a cattle prod and cause a scene in front yeah. of the ambassador just don't worry about it just like go no fine screw it you, you can have some food just go over there now even just the hypocrisy of the whole thing of them being brought out to celebrate their contribution to society, but they're all, they're all slaves. They're, yeah. all, they're all raped slaves. That's what they are. And like, oh, thank these women. And Serena Joy is making this speech, and you almost like under there, like she has to turn at some point. She has to see what she's done and feel her own sense of I think it's kind of still surprised me that even during that, she was allowed to have that speech. Like even almost, even in her position, like yeah, they it, still do let her have it. He almost looks surprised when she started speaking. Like he didn't know she was going to make a speech. Yeah, yeah. But he comes back afterwards, and of course, and they they have like sex for the first time that we've seen in present day. Yes. Uh, at this scene afterwards. Uh, one of the little points of the flashbacks that I liked is the, the the flashback where they go to the movies, and he comes back and he's had a stressful day. They're, they're talking about their plans at work, and she's like, "Oh, we're going out," and he's like, "No, I've got stuff to do," and she's like. That wasn't a request. <laughs> and she gives yeah. this little smirk that says, yeah, like, wife knows best. Yeah. And it's just a playful thing, but it's the idea that that can't happen anymore. Like, if she tried that now, which yeah. reminds me, Offred's getting a little cheeky. There's a couple of, mo- especially early on in the episode, there was a, it's when the, the Martha comes in and says, mm. all right, because she's in the bath and she's like, oh, you need to, Serena wants to see you in her room. And she's like, awesome. It was this little sarcastic awesome and yeah. even the Martha, who I don't think we've ever seen crack a smile. I don't think we've ever seen her break her her no, angry so. facade. It was just like she she cracked this little smirk. And then even more so than that, 
in the scene with Serena Joy, Offred cracks a little joke. She mm. goes, uh, red's my colour. It's, it's a proper little joke, and Serena turns around and goes, well, that was lucky then, wasn't it? Yeah, but how long till she oversteps? Well, that's what I was kind of waiting for. I was waiting for that yeah. that line where... It's just, it's just a matter of time, isn't it? Well, because even the commander's getting quite ratty with her. He was in a pretty pissed mood uh, when he had her he in, was, the, yeah. in the room. Uh, and me, and he, obviously she... I actually really like that shot when she's told to leave and she stops at the door. And it's it's just the acting here. Uh, uh, Elizabeth Moths with her just her face. Like, mm. she, she's clearly anger. And it's angry, it's uh, frustration... And she forces it to turn into a smile. She forces it. Because, and I don't think it's because... It, it's not in the way he's looking at it, where he's looking at, oh, this is a privilege to be in this room. If you want to stay here and get, get these treats, mm. it's the power. It's 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 the... She knows if she can stay in here, she can get valuable information. It's the, it's the feeling of having something over him and that kind of thing. It, it felt like she was playing a smarter game plan here than it was just, oh, I want to stay and have the... Be able oh, to definitely. read something. Yeah. It definitely felt like that. Uh, so, but then, then of course he like makes her kiss him, uh, and it feels very belittling. Yeah. To the point where as soon as he gets the kiss, he's like, "Well, you better go sleep. Get an important day tomorrow." You know, just, he just dismisses her. Yeah, he got what he wanted. Yeah, and he proved his point. It cuts immediately. Cuts immediately to her brushing her teeth very furiously, like she's yeah, determined to really get that aggressive. Taste. Yeah, determined to get that taste out of her mouth. Uh, so. No, <laughs> so that 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 was that, that was the gist of the episode. But I I really can't stress enough how good that last ten minutes were. That that final yeah, scene. Great. Obviously, we're not to spoke about the ending yet. But the, the that the, all the rest of that final scene with telling the the ambassador all that stuff and just pouring out with it, uh, everything from just blatantly hearing it to the tears at the end, to the ambassador being able to not do anything, to the what you're going to trade us for chocolate. You know? Yeah, that's it. it's not that she can't do anything, it's that she doesn't even want to try because she's, she's almost of, of the mindset that maybe this is worth it. That's kind of the point that she's reached when she's, you know, she's talking about how her city's had no kids at all in six years and maybe it's better to have it like this and have a limited amount than nothing at all. And it's interesting because obviously we spoke about her offered feeling guilty about not saying something and she felt that mm. guilt, I think, immediately when she realised that they were being the ones traded. Because yeah. it goes into that really sort of like close up, like you know, realization mm. camera shot uh, when she's when she's just heard that and everything goes kind of quiet for her. It's like just all muffled noise, and then she tells everything. And it reminded me back to I think like she heard uh, Aunt Lydia say to Janine, "Sometimes it's not fair, but sometimes what's good f- good for the people, what's good for everyone, is more important, even if it isn't fair." And I kind of almost took that she could almost take that as a a criticism of her not saying something in the earlier scene. Okay, yeah, if I say something in front of the commanders, in front of Serena, I'm going to get beaten, possibly killed. But it would be better for everyone. Worth it for everyone, yeah. Yeah, like there's almost the guilt there. It's like, oh, Aunt Lydia's got a point here, but yeah, uh, but obviously she gets her chance. Like she sees she's got like a a small moment to uh, to do this, and she does, and it's a fantastic scene. Uh, Yeah. Really holding my breath throughout the whole thing. Uh, but of course, the big swerve at the end comes, of course, when her assistant, uh, the, the the guy she, like the, the ambassador assistant who, who Offred mistook for the ambassador because she wasn't expecting a woman at the start yeah. of the episode. Um, he's like, June, I want to help you. And, this, and I noticed this because she never said what her name was to them. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so this is like, wait a minute. 
he knows who she was. Is he part of the resistance? Like, is this part of that? And seemingly as and something we'd been speculating might be the ending of the season. Uh, actually, is the reveal here? We don't see him, admittedly, but we hear that our husband's alive. Yes. Uh, yeah. And he's like, I can get a message to your husband. She's like, he's dead. And he's like, no, no, this is his name. This is where he grew up. This is all gives her all this information. He's alive, and mm. hands her a pad with a pen. Write him something. And it's the it's this moment of complete confusion that we end on. This moment of like this rush of feelings. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's why I praise this show so much. It does such a fantastic job of putting me in the, the shoes of the people on the screen, specifically offered, but not even just her, more, but... Yeah, like, this episode was a good case for how it can do it really well with even Joy, who we've been seeing as, as an antagonist, but, you know, for, for the, the first half of the season. In this episode, it really puts us in her frame of mind and lets us understand where she is. Yeah, I think her, and to an extent, the ambassador, who's, she's kind of at the start of that journey, it's kind of like turning a blind eye and accepting this awful yeah. system because you believe the benefits are worth it, perhaps. Uh, but at the same time, she, Joy is finding this extremely difficult. She is miserable almost all the time. She, she is uncomfortable a lot of the time. I mean, obviously, she finally has a nice moment with her husband in this episode. But for us, we know it's really bittersweet because we know he's trying all sorts of things with Alfred like when she's yeah. not around. So it's not, even if he was a good person before, even if it wasn't an act when he was being a good husband in the flashbacks it's like mm. he's changed now like his opinion yeah, on this, it this world has changed him yeah uh, so no uh, <laughs> so no exciting end, ending uh, really fantastic closing 10 minutes uh, this was a yeah more emotional uh, thrust of an episode and it was almost it was almost feeling kind of not light because we had that, that tension and she was being asked those questions at the start but it wasn't until it got to the the banquet where it really no i think it's because we left her for most of the episode and did focus on mm. serena so that you know for a lot of it we were she, she's not in as much danger she's uncomfortable we we, yeah. we established that it, and she's not necessarily happy but she's not in physical danger at all times yeah the, the flashbacks weren't tense they were fascinating yeah first half was fascinating and then it got really emotional in the second half as all this other stuff came into it yeah um, and I, I think that's what made it really smart having this episode have the flashbacks for Joy and showing her journey to this this new world, this new country, because it kind of mirrored the kind of the start of the journey for the ambassador and her accepting it as well. It was kind of the perfect yeah. pairing. It worked thematically and linked them together. Definitely. So I, I would say my one little thing in the flashbacks is uh, during the movie scene the 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 MGM lion. Mm-hmm. And it took me out of it for a second because I was like, huh, "Oh yeah, this is in production with MGM." I was like, "So they snuck it their own thing in there?" Oh, it's just the obvious thing to do. Is your no, own I way. know, but it just it always takes me out of it just for a second when when <laughs> they do that. It's like there's no need. That was there just to remind you that this that they're involved. I don't think it's there to remind you. I think it's we need a movie noise. We'll use I, the I one we own. Subconsciously, it's there to remind because I don't think it, the scene didn't need a noise at all. Like, you know, lights go down and that would have been it, fine. They they decided to do that because then it's in your head. I, I guess. I, I, I don't feel like there was a, a conscious thing with the, the direction or the show to go, oh, let's remind them that MGM's involved. I, I feel like that decision wasn't there. I feel like they said, oh, let's have the starting noise of a movie. Oh, we can use the MGM one because it's us that are making it. Maybe. I'm just being cynical. I, I have literally... This show has made me cynical. I have literally never 
I, I, I can throw a lot of shit at studios, right? They've done a lot of shady stuff over the time, but I've never felt that they have tried to force their own logo into the middle of a movie <laughs> to remind us, you know, I've never gotten halfway through Alien and went, that suspicious looks like a Fox logo. They're trying oh, to remind me. I bet they would if they could get away with it. <laughs> <laughs> and at least if they did, if it was in a movie where, like, say, sticking with Fox, let's say there was a scene where there was a lot of searchlights and it kind of reminded me of the Fox logo, I'd be like, you know what, I'll let them away with it because it, it, it contextually fit with the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it'd be fun. Now, if they walked a line out into the set <laughs> <laughs> and had like a little frame that just happened to look the MGM sort of frame that the line's in, I would give you some... Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd give you a point, but... <laughs> Especially seeing as that's a circular frame as well. That'd be really strange. <laughs> and if I had the, the little bits that came out of the side yeah, as well. Yeah, like, little, the yeah, yeah. All the golden leaves. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um, no, this was a really great episode. Um, I... I guess my only complaint is I wanted more of a off Glenn. Yeah, I'm off really, Stephen as she is now. Or off Stephen, yeah. I'm, I'm really curious as to what she's up to, but otherwise this was a, a very good episode. Uh, so that's Harmony's Tale, episode 6. Let us know what you thought of the episode in the comments below. Like, subscribe and all that stuff. Helps us out a lot. You can also help us out by going over to patreon.com slash TV. Check out some of the bonuses over there if you want to help out the channel. If not, that's cool too. Get us on Twitter at mailed underscore fuzz for channel updates. Individual Twitters are on the screen if you want to see us ramble about random things and whatnot. Uh, but no, that's us. So thank you once again for watching. Have you got any vanilla? <laughs>